The views and opinions expressed on the Middle Class VO podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. Any feelings hurt therein are an unfortunate byproduct of the quest for infotainment. Also, please be reminded that concerted efforts have been made so as not to put anyone's knickers in a twist. Having one's knickers in a twist is not an objective or goal. However, if your knickers are in a twist and it persists for more than four hours, please seek out a physician. Moreover, if anyone were to feel besmirched by any of the commentary on the Middle Class VO podcast, it would be purely coincidental. No besmirchment is intended. Please enjoy. Representation and voiceover, what does it really mean? Yep, we're talking agents and representation, and get ready for Phil Sutphin. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explain a video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Here we are, the Middle Class VO Podcast, Bobby Maxwell in Cincinnati, Ohio, Kevin Kilpatrick here in Nashville, Tennessee, right here in the heartland of America. And today we are talking representation, uh, agents, managers, and we're so excited to have Phil Sutman on here in just a couple of minutes from ACM Talent Management. And we kind of know the guy a little bit, don't we, Bobby? We do. We're actually represented by Phil um, and loving every minute of it. <laughs> yes. So thankful to be part of the ACM uh, talent management crew. And uh, Bobby, what, are, what, are, what is your perspective on the whole management talent agent thing? Well, you know, ever since basically you, you cracked the mic full time in this business, you're either thinking, I need to get an agent or someone will say, who is your agent? It's, it's kind of like the holy grail, I think. Um, it, which is going to be good to talk to Phil here in a second because I want to hear it from his side. Is it the Holy Grail? Um, and, you know, can people make it on their own without an agent? I think the answer, we know the answer to that. But it's it's just kind of this, you've you finally made it big time when you have an agent. Yeah. And, and agents, you know, and management, in my perspective, has always been, it's it's a little piece of the pie. It could be a big piece of the pie, but it's just a part of your strategy and a, a part of your overall voiceover game plan. You've got your rep, you know, your presence on the website, you do your own marketing, and you have an agent or a manager. It's just all part of it. And that's when you're going to start to see those bigger jobs, the regional jobs and the national jobs when, you know, you can, not to say that they're not, you know, you can't market yourself for those or, or you can't get them on the pay-to-plays, but generally when you do reach agent level, you're going to start to see those bigger jobs, the better paying jobs, the more um, out there jobs. Well, let's not wait anymore. Let's get him on the phone. Phil Sutphin from ACM Talent Management. Phil, uh, good afternoon. How are you? Hey, Phil. <laughs> I'm doing exceptionally well. Thank you for asking. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Thanks for your time and joining us for a few minutes here on the Middle Class VO Podcast. And uh, Phil, my first question is, because often people want to know this, uh, and it is, uh, there's a little gray area. What is the difference actually between a manager and an agent? Everyone asks the same question. So, um the long and short of that question is in terms of voiceovers, 
there is not an enormous amount of difference in terms of what we do on a day-to-day basis. What is different is, number one, management companies, specifically ours, represent significantly less people than a talent agency. We do that by design because we all, you know, all four of us are designed to do one thing, to increase and to improve clients' careers and earnings. So what we do is we keep that list small and make sure we're focusing on big picture all the time while bringing in the opportunities like an agent would that creates, you know, the micro version of, you know, the macro big picture. Okay, well, that kind of segues into another question. Agents will have their commissions and managers have their commissions, but it's a different rate structure, right? Um, Yes and no. You know, we represent clients 10% of their careers. Um, In you know, a union agency will generally take 10% of union work. Um, a non-union agent will usually take 20% of non-union work. Generally, they're working, though, unless they have signed clients, they're working on a piecemeal basis, meaning if they book someone, they're only commissioning the jobs they book. Give it a bop, bop, wow. Okay. And, uh, you know, everybody wants to know, how do I get signed? How do I get representation? What, um, what, are you, what is your best advice to give somebody that is, say it's, uh, say it's somebody like me who, who recently signed with ACM Talent. How would somebody like me that is, you know, knee deep 15 years into their career and is seeking representation possibly for the first time? There's two questions, I think, there. Um, number one, there's getting signed by an agent. And number two, there's getting signed by us. Um, in terms of getting signed by us, and we can say this in your case, you got to be really, really good. Um, Yeah. So, you know, as a management company, we're actually designed to take careers that are at a certain level and bring it to the next level. Um, not so much from the beginner standpoint, but more from, you, you know, people who are usually great at one thing and want to expand into being, you know, successful in another thing, you know, whether the image, you know, the example we usually get is, for instance, imaging. We have a lot of people come in as imagers and we turn them into promo or commercial or narration people in addition to their imaging. And then once we get there, we start expanding it to another level. So, in terms of what we're looking for, we're looking for someone who's really, really good, at least at one specific thing. Um, with a talent agency, they're in a different boat. Talent agencies generally are incredibly commercial-centric. Um, ACM isn't. We're much more diversified and really have expertise in about six or seven different genres of voiceovers, whether it's promos, trailers, politicals, narrations, etc. Um, commercial agencies really need people to be real or they need to fit commercial niches. So, for instance, if you have a 22-year-old voice, they need you to sound 22. Um, you, you know, if you're African-American and they have an African-American breakdown, they need to be able to fulfill the needs of that breakdown. So, You know, it's a little bit of a different boat where, you know, talent agencies are more about need and we're more about, you know, taking people into different directions. 
Well, speaking of different genres, Phil, um, I've heard that you really kind of have a special interest in political. So how big is the next 18 months going to be for talents and for agents in this regard? Hot Topic, Sizzlin'. That's a great question. Um, I have stopped making predictions on that because <laughs> I have to admit I made certain predictions in 2016 which were some of the worst predictions ever made. Um, <laughs> okay. So let's go opposite. <laughs> 2016 was an aberration because Donald Trump didn't necessarily spend money like past Republican presidential nominees had. Yeah. Um, I do think there's going to be significant money being spent this cycle um, for a myriad of reasons. But again, President Trump is not necessarily someone who's throwing a lot of cash um, for his own campaign, for instance. And I don't know how that's going to affect the down ballot, as they say, um, in various markets and various races throughout the country. But certainly it's an opportunity for a voice actor to supplement their income nicely, right? Definitely. I, I mean, there are, there are people who make the majority of their living doing politicals. Um, you, you know, one thing, you know, this is an ACM thing, but, you know, one of the reasons why we work in politicals is we have always focused on volume work, whether, again, it's promo accounts that run for years or narrations that do, you know, 26 episodes or politicals, which can do, you know, 100 spots and, you know, any <laughs> fall, any year. So a lot of people, it's way beyond supplementation. Um, the only part that, you know, I think talent has to recognize with politicals is much like the trailer business, which is incredibly inside. Political business is also very, very insular. And a lot of the same people are doing, you know, work throughout. They, they can't work in the same state, but you know, there are talent that almost work in all 50 states. Wow. That's amazing. Okay, Phil. So look ahead five years. Where do you see the agent slash pay to play scenario looking at that time? Um, I, I'll say this. So I This is unpredictable from, you know, my vantage point. I, I love playing prognosticator, <laughs> but, it, it, you know, I, I'll throw out some factors. Um Number one, in terms of talent agencies, um, and you have to realize we have incredibly strong relationships with talent agents. I think that there is definitely n not only room for talent agents in the modern marketplace, but exceptional possibilities for talent agents. Okay. The dilemma that all the talent agents face and have faced in the last 10 years is they had to build enormous e infrastructures from you know, the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, and they still haven't necessarily shed those infrastructures. As soon as they shed, you know, the, the parts of them that they don't need anymore, I think the talent agents will be significantly stronger than, you know, they are today. Um, but they're, you know, in my mind, they've always been there. They'll always will be there and they'll, you know, they'll do a great job as long as you know they adjust to certain market conditions in terms of the pay to play i think the pay to plays have actually created a scenario which the majority of at least the bigger you know whether it's production companies advertising agencies etc 
just find really cumbersome. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, people like Amazon because it's easy. Um, I don't care what your pay-to-play platform is right now. They're not as easy as they should be. And, you know, the idea of procuring talent, which is really a a curation issue, Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, as long as anybody can participate, there's just way too much. I'm not sure it's a flotsam or jetsam, (laughs) which one's which. Flotsam. But um, there's way too much of it. Um, In terms of management companies, this is also one of those hard things in terms of a prediction standpoint. We actually based our model um, based on a few other talent managers that were out there. Those talent managers have been incredibly movie trailer centric and the movie trailer business has been, you know, changed dramatically, mostly with the marvelization and the Disneyfication of the business. Yeah. There's just not as many movies out there. So there's not as many opportunities financially for, you know, guys who are used to making three million are now making a million. And it sounds like, you know, we have a violin for those people. We don't. (laughs) But um, it's just a different reality. And I think unless, you know, managers out there want to copy our model, they're going to have a, a much more difficult time in the future because I don't see the movie trailer industry changing much beyond where it is right now. And to be so heavily trailer centric is really, really difficult in this environment. So we've talked about trailers a little bit. We talked about promo work. We've talked a little political. Is there anything that uh, any genre that ACM uh, promotes and represents with its uh, clients that uh, everybody in the voice world may not necessarily know about? I, I think everybody is aware of the majority of, you know, the quote unquote genres out there. Um, the one thing I will say, you, you know, if you, if you ask me where I'm feeling the most positive, and this is based on no evidence yet, I actually think there's going to be a return to narration and documentaries. Um, The one thing about Netflix and Hulu is documentaries are so cheap Mm -hmm. and so cheap to create. And, you know, Discovery, you know, years ago when it first started, used to have tons of documentaries. Again, it was because it was so expensive and they knew they could get just eyeballs just based on, you know, their brand name and, you know, it was quality documentary, so quality programming. But I really think that Netflix and Hulu and, you know, all the rest, Amazon, et cetera, are going to realize it's like, it's just such an easy way to capture, um, you know, their subscribers' interests. And I, I do feel like Narrations is going to be making a big, big comeback. Not, maybe not this year. But in the next five, six, seven years, I think that's the next, you know, they're not new frontiers. They're like free frontiers. Mm -hmm. That's great to hear because that's one of my favorite genres. We're talking with Phil Sutphin, who is with ACM Talent Management and uh, posing some really strong questions for him. So, So as far as a talent submitting, Phil... How often should they, um, where should they submit? Should they keep it up? Should they wait six months? How do you feel about all that? 
Resubmitting is actually a really good question because I have to admit, I don't think much about resubmitting. Um, again, because we're not a talent agency, you know, the resubmit with us only makes sense if you have, again, if, if you're at least good at something, you, you know, something you can show to us and present to us. Um, and, you know, we start imagining what we can do based on, you know, that singular focus. Mm-hmm. Um, the best thing overall is just to send us your stuff, you know, with the website, with, you know, the questions we ask everybody is, you know, who are you working for? Um, who have you coached with? Which is more and more these days is so vital. Um, you know, when I hear demos, um, I, I want to know who produced somebody's demo. Um, th- there's certain people out there who do such a good job that I have to read between the lines <laughs> with certain demos. I'm picking up what you're putting um, down. There's others out there who do an exceptional job too, but also capture the essence of the talent. Um, but you know, it's funny. I, you know, I can tell the difference between certain demo makers. Really? Um, and occasionally I'll be caught by surprise, but when I hear your certain names, it's like, yeah, I, I know why this person sounds so good. Now we have to figure out how they actually sound in yeah. real life. Yeah, I, I don't know if that answers your question 100%, but, you know, present the case is all I have to say. Yeah, yeah. What What's in it for ACM, basically? You know, not sounding crass, but that's what it boils down to. You know, how can I mark, you know, tell me what it is about you that is going to help me help you. Skibbit a ba 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 well, well it's you're right about that and you know something that talent has to keep in mind number one you know it's a commitment for the talent to be with us because again we are commissioning careers so you know when talent joins us they're actually you know we're commissioning their work regardless of whether we booked them or not but the second thing is it's commitment from our end we only have so much space available um and so much focus you, you, you know, if we think the next, you know, big thing, for instance, is narrations, we can't have too many people who are all going to be in that narration, you know, queued up for those jobs and too many people in that category. Or n- number one, it, it creates, you, you know, issues just in terms of um, making room for the people who should get the jobs. Um, but number two, um from our energy standpoint, we, you know, we have to realize it's like, oh, we, I heard this audition a few weeks ago. This person is 100% right for this type of work. And, you know, we have to maximize everybody in order to, you know, maximize our business model. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, there's only so many slots available out there. And we, you know, we're always conscious of it. And, Talent has to be conscious of it too. Phil, are you see one final question? Then I'm going to let you go. Are there any any trends that you are seeing with voice talent that are booking more work than say another? I, I, I'll say no. Um, okay. <laughs> you, 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 you know, the, the interesting thing is that it's very easy for to come up with, for instance, a prototype and say, you know, more and more people are looking for, I don't know, a Morgan Freeman type of sound. Um, but when people bring what they do best into the marketplace Mm -hmm. and, you know, 
talent, you know, shows what their persona is, it shows what their talent is, it shows what they're capable of doing, the market will gravitate towards it. And sometimes that is in reality, the prototype, you know, and we're, we're aware of that. We don't want talent to be anything but what they do best. And whatever they do best, we want them to do better. We want them to improve, you know, based on, you know, what we're adding to the equation. Um, but we, you know, in terms of trends, we always want talent to be what they are, to do what they do best. And we know that the marketplace will generally gravitate towards it if they're talented. Phil Sutphin, ACM Talent Management, thank you so much for your time. Some uh, valuable insight, and we certainly appreciate your time. We know a little bit more about the agent world now, so thanks. All right, thanks, guys. Really appreciate it. Give it a bop, bop, wow. Uh, great talking with Phil Sutphin from ACM Talent Management. Uh, Bobby, did you did you gain any insight on to, into you know our little world and our, our little uh, representation empire that we work with? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I mean, to, to hear it from the horse's mouth is great because you wonder you know, about uh, different things. It's like, you know, am I really being um, submitted? And, you know, as someone just starting out, you know, are they even listening and what they're listening for? It's it's great to hear it from him. Are you calling him a horse's mouth? <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's that's all I took from that. <laughs> that's all I took from that. Oh, goodness. Well, hopefully we've answered some questions to people that are listening about the world of uh, agents and management. And uh, we'll give them perspective and give them some thoughts on moving forward in their own careers on what they can do and and reaching out. And uh, yeah, well, till next time, Bobby. Make sure you like us and follow us. And we'll be doing it again in another week or so with another interesting topic for the middle class. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Bobby. And we will uh, see on the flip side. (laughs) (laughs) What? I don't know where that came from. We'll see on the flip side. (laughs) All right. We're out. (laughs) You ain't right. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast. Mm-hmm, that's us. We just riding around stomping with the middle class, dropping rhymes and making dimes. Running around starting. Running round starting. Starting. Running round starting. Starting. Running round starting. Starting. You know we do that VO. Stay away from the popo. Make the money on the real. Ain't got time to steal. It's the middle class, y'all. It's the middle class VO. Yo. Mm-hmm, that's us. We just riding around, stopping with the middle class. Dropping rhymes and making bombs.